0: Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most informational and entertaining auto detailing podcast, yeah. hosted by Marshall Hill of Total Auto Solutions and DJ Patterson of Eco Green yep. Mobile Detailing. Grab a pint and enjoy. Yep. 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 Detailers, thank you so much for tuning in to another what... Uh, I think for you, is going to be a really great episode. Really excited about what we are in right now in the series on, uh, well, the mental game of detailing. Okay, this goes beyond picking up a paint uh, gauge and seeing, you know, how much clear-cut, right? Uh, it goes beyond understanding scrubbing leather to a a point of, you know, where do you reach between the dye transfer and uh, having to re uh, re retouch up leather, right? This is the game of you, the operator. What goes through your mind? Positive, negative? How does it help? How does it hurt you as the business owner? So super fun series. And, uh, Really, really excited about also then what's happening over at the community pub. So each episode, we usually will jump straight over into the community pub. So go every Wednesday night at 730 Central, go to Zoom and use meeting ID 918-800-1188. That's going to zoom.com and use meeting ID 918 1188 Hey, this is Marshall, Total Auto Solutions. I hope to see you there. I'd love to have a beer with you. <coughs> hey, welcome to another Real Talk. Uh, this week we are jumping in heavy with Nick on finances. So, starting a brand new series, Nick. Thank you, uh, your idea. We bounce back and forth all the time. You know what? What do we think is relevant? What do we like going on? And so. This is a series that you have uh, have steam headed in a sense. And we spent, what, a good hour and a half jam session earlier trying to go, you know, bouncing ideas know. back and forth off of each other. Really great. I think there's going to be incredible amount of information for detailers to learn about finances. Uh, yep. I know, you know it's extremely important. And I also know that there's very little information out there. So <laughs> happy, as yeah. you said, one of the early... Proponents of pushing business ideas, talks, and uh, especially with uh, money. So, man, great idea. Happy to jump into it with you.
1: Yeah, I appreciate that. Like I said, um, you know, when we look at the detailing content, uh, not only on the internet, but, you know, trainings and things like that, that we've done our research on, just very little that's given in true uh, financial information, right? Uh, it's business ideas, marketing ideas, sales ideas, package design. Uh, that's the extent of the business conversation we see in a lot of these trainings when we do our research and, uh, well, it doesn't cover the big one, which is how to run your finances as a small business when you're getting started in a young, in a young guy or gal's life out there getting going as a detailer.
0: I think there are some that are starting to talk, but you're going to have to pay to learn. It's oh, yeah. a play-to-learn system where, as in the community, we just like it to be open and free and to have, have context to uh, just be able to talk through ideas.
1: Yeah, for sure. And, and I would say it's not going to be as detailed as we plan to do this series. So I am going to pat ourselves on the back here prematurely that I think it's going to be a very, very detailed series that uh, everyone should feel free to be a part of. Uh, send us DMs, send us your stories, send us your questions, do those types of things, be a part of this, because remember, we're all going through things. And yeah. so when you can share, Marty, what you're going through as a particular business in uh, you know, Tulsa, Oklahoma, that's going to help somebody in Sacramento, California that may be having the same thing. Nobody is going through these financial decisions alone. Another business somewhere is having the same questions as you are.
0: And so the reason to share would just to be open discussion, right? To be able to get yeah. new ideas.
1: Yeah. And, 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 again, if you need an answer to a question, one of the great things to do is reach out to people that may have that information and ask it in a way that gets you the best answer to help you to move forward. Far too many people just reach out and have a, a weak ability to, uh, they, I don't want to say weak, they can't really express themselves with their problem. And so the more you start to reach out and the more you start to engage with people like us and other people in the in the, in the industry, what you'll do is you'll get better at getting your answer and finding the people that, that you want to surround yourself with. If you never, ever ask anybody or try to learn from people, you're not going to develop that network at all.
0: Right. And a little different uh, than what we've talked about with, uh, you know, just always asking people for answers that's not what we're saying yeah we're saying be a part of the community we're saying give information tell your story be a part so two immediate ways that i think of off the top right the first way that people could be uh interactive with us to be interactive with the community would be to like you said send a dm be be interactive that way but but i wouldn't limit it at that i would say go into facebook go into the community group, there's a whole resource page for detailers to go in, just search the Pints and Polishing Podcast community resource page. It's there to have open discussions, to talk through ideas. The second way would be to come on to the community pub every Wednesday night, 7.30, be active, have a beer. The amount of information that's traded back and forth there has been really cool to see with guys opening up their shops, showing people how they made a couple hundred extra bucks to guys talking about their, what they do in their day job to how they handle this, right? Those are ways of tossing around ideas, being a part of the community, it's all a part. So yep. you know, we definitely wanna throw that out early mm-hmm. when we get into the thought process of finances because there's gonna be a lot of questions there's a lot, there should be a lot of questions and there shouldn't be one track way, right? Nick, you and I talked through something that I'm going over and, and we bounced around three to four different ideas of outcomes over one question. So yep. that's sort of what we mean is be in part of the community, have discussions with other detailers about ideas, be open-minded, understand that nobody can write you a book Nobody can show you a video on a step-by-step procedure. Your business will never evolve beyond a book and a two to three step procedure if you're not engaged, if you're not a part. So come be a part, join the community and be active, especially in this series. So, all right, let's hop in, Nick. Uh, We always like to talk about things we've seen, things we've looked at. Anything new hopping in for you out in Vegas? What's going on out there?
1: Oh, um, look, it seems like we're right where we were a week ago, two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Things are, uh, you know, for us, the same as they've been. We're doing pretty well. Um, you know, we're not seeing any, any type of, uh, you know, slowdown in our business. Uh, this is the time of year we would actually see business start to uptick September, October, and half of November are very good parts of the year for us as the weather starts to die down. It's been very, very, very hot on the West Coast, California, Arizona, Las Vegas. Uh, But you know what? I'm like probably like everybody, you know, we're just, just plotting along, you know, putting our heads down, doing what we do best and that we don't really see much changing out here from the virus perspective. Uh, But our business is just, heading into that busy time and and we're getting ready and we're just going to plow our head.
0: That's awesome. Uh, Anything around the industry you've started to see over the past uh, weekend?
1: (laughs) No, we, we, uh, we exchanged a couple funny things, but nothing, nothing that's on my radar to bring up today. Like I said, we're, we are in a position uh, in this industry where, you know, not a lot happens week to week. Sometimes we just exchange some funny things, but no. Uh, uh, What about you?
0: I think I've seen some things in some of the groups, uh in some of the stuff that we've said, you know, that might start happening in a slowdown of a recession. I think you start seeing some companies putting out different content. I think you see some people start to show different sides, right? I mean, I I've seen detailers that had been with one coding company and now are on to another, right? Yeah. I mean you see you you i've seen a little switch on some stuff right i mean i i don't know i don't know how to take it as in coincidental or you know or well maybe you know maybe something's going on i i think an interesting part of you know we we did a whole discussion on on some of the stuff you know i think it's just super interesting the amount of time that people will spend myself included in these groups now and you know what What's changing in in and out of them? That's still one part of the heartbeat of the industry, uh, and so the discussions inside the groups are uh, are interesting. So, anyway, so we want to talk about financing, and, and I think the reason the the general vibe from you know us brainstorming back and forth, I think the general vibe of of the next couple of weeks of of what this series uh, should be about and the way that. Uh, detailers should listen to this series, is from the lens of Marshall Hill in 2002, left his business, left his, sorry, left his his employment to to open a mobile detailing business yeah. and ran that for three years <clears throat> and then <clears throat> sold that to go own part ownership of a very large car wash and detail shop, right? 2002 to 2010 to then 2010 running a detailing business, mobile, some in a shop setting, as well as starting to build a chemical brand, right? So active 18 plus years in the industry. Nick, your role as.
1: Yeah, same. same. People need to realize that, uh, 1998 for me started detailing cars my first it was actually my first gig um you know so i i tell people this all the time you know 22 years away from my first car being detailed a lot of things have happened a lot of mistakes have been made and and this is what a lot of people don't want to say out loud that you can only really give out great information if you've made a mistake and rectified it because that's when you learn the most um, so that's where the financing thing comes into play is you can avoid a lot of really major mistakes that, that guys like you and I have made by just understanding some fundamentals, right? Just understanding very basic things when you start your business that are just kind of non-negotiable. Um, so that's what we want to share. We want to share at the beginning of this, the foundation for the young guy out there to, understand that if you have this simple foundational reality, which we're going to share today, and then we're going to share all of these little different questions that pop up in your business that we have to deal with, right? Like, Hey, what, what should you have to do financially to hire somebody? What do you have to do uh, to maybe buy a shop? What do you have to, you know, we're going to share all these little pieces, but today we're really going to lay the foundation of of something that's kind of non-negotiable if you want to be successful.
0: Right. And I, I didn't, I meant to just give us a, I should have said it, you know, cause I normally do give us a 30 second, you know, how long you've been in the industry, what you've done that. That's yeah, what I so nine, yeah.
1: 1998 to, to 2010 uh, I worked for other people. Um, I just was hired help um, in 2010 made the decision but as to, a detailer as a detailer. Yeah. Um, you know, did Concord level work. Uh, did a lot of work with Ferrari and things like that you know so very high level stressful a lot of money on the line detailing is it was very niche Um, it was not uh, you know for a lot of years it was not very fun you know that that's work can be very stressful Uh, I started out in production you know for those that haven't watched any of ours I started out in with a wholesaler and we just burned through cars you know real, real high production, which was great. You know, it was a great place to learn. Then moved into Concord level and now have my own uh, mobile business from, from 2010 on.
0: So the the reason we wanted to, to go back through that and we'll, we'll say it throughout different series is just, we still want detailers to understand, hey, we're not talking heads. We're not reps that don't, aren't active in the business. I mean, we, exactly. this is our livelihood. This is the way we do it. And Nick, thank you as always, man, for the time that you're taking and for people to listen and learn from you. Uh, very grateful for the hours that you invest in the community. So as That's always, great. man, thank you very much for the time. Um, I appreciate it. So when we look at finance, when we look at, you know, if I look at it from the lens of 22, 23 year old Marty, buying a power washer and hopping in the game, right? Yep. I look at the lens of finance. I look at it as how much is coming in and how much is going out and how do I make more in than less out? Sure. That, that, was, it, the, that was the core basis of me as a detailer. That's me, all I Me knew. too.
1: By the way, me too. That's, that's, that's how we all start, right? How do I uh, buy something for a dollar and sell it for two? I mean that's how we all start out there's not a single business that doesn't start out that way right buy it for one sell it for two i got more money coming in well the problem is as you start to sell more and you need to hire people and you that 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 simplicity goes away so one of the things you have to get good at from day one that i i wasn't great at um i had to 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 hit some bumps in the road and have some, some lean months where I got to the end and was like, where's all my money? I just yeah. worked my ass off. It's like gone. <clears throat> you got to get to this place where you understand where every dollar in your business is going. It's pretty safe to say that Apple makes more money than Marty and Nick in their business. Okay, and there's a simple way to look at this. If we're all in agreement that Apple is really successful at getting a lot of money into their business, which they're the richest business in the world, Uh, they assign every dollar they make to something that's going to go to research and development, that this amount of money is going to go to staffing, this amount of money is going to go uh, to bonuses, this amount of money is going to go to uh, our secret projects, this, whatever, every dollar they make has a place that it's spent. And they track every single penny not only because they're a publicly traded company, but because that's what successful companies do. They know where every dollar is going. So from the very beginning of your business, foundationally, if you start off by saying, I'm gonna understand where all my money goes, how it's spent, how much I really make, uh, you know, something as simple as this, I detail a car. I use nine pads, I use two machines, I use XYZ compound and polish. What does that run me for a car? And I know it sounds like overkill. Okay. I know it does. But if you want to actually grow, it's not overkill at all. Because sooner or later, you're going to have to pay someone to do that work. And now you're going to have to factor in their pay. Well, if you're only factoring in their pay, you don't know how much everything costs. You're going to lose money and you're going to go out of business. So foundationally, we need to start people on the right track by saying, you need to know where every dollar is going and why every dollar is being spent that you make. There's viable reasons to spend money in your business, right? You got to buy chemicals, you got to fix your equipment, you got to pay for your shop, whatever. Those are viable expenses. But how many people, myself included, you included, everyone that started a business has gotten to an end of a month at one point in time and said, where did my money go? And that only happens because you have bad habits foundationally with your business, which by the way, the only reason I know is because I've made the mistake.
0: Yeah, so can you remember thinking back to a mistake? Do you have anything that uh, comes to your mind that was a a big oopsie?
1: Yeah, actually I didn't have enough money to fix my truck. And it was inexcusable because I was making a ton of money. I was doing well. And and all of a sudden, I got to talk to the mechanic about, hey, give me like a week to pay the rest of it, Um, which shouldn't have happened. But I never took into account that my truck would break down. It sounds ridiculous, but that's happening every day inside the detailing world, the detailing business. People's businesses are having those problems every day. It's not just in our industry, every industry. But if you know where every dollar goes and you have everything planned out with those dollars and you understand the cost of running your business, that's true freedom in your business because now you're always in a position of power. It's when you don't know and you have no discipline around the finances of your business that chaos really happens and you're always worried and you're always running around and, you know, it really goes away when you have simple idea. I make a dollar, where does it go in my business? And if you do that, I think we're off to the right track. And, and again, I only know because I, I've been an idiot a time or two.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, and we talked earlier, which is is what I think is sort of the big picture of this all is detailers, your business will go the direction that you choose to run your finances, right? How you schedule your budget, where you see the priority is the direction of where you spend your money is the direction that your business is going to go, right? Um, Early on, right, I, I, I saw early that I could get into some financial trouble if I spent too much money on building credit. You know, I got out of college with zero credit, right? I, I didn't have anything. My first job really was where I was at. You know, I'd gone back and done a little bit more school, worked in my master's, um, worked at a hospital. I mean, just kind of like. Farted around, didn't really know what I wanted yeah. to do, and got a job, my first full time, real mm. big job, and well, I didn't have any credit, couldn't go get anything, so you had to go get credit. How do you get credit? Well, you got to go be at a easiest thing to do is go get. Back then, Gap was super popular. I don't know if it's still popular, yeah. but yeah, yeah it was, go get a Gap card. Well, fuck, yeah, man, I was looking good. <laughs> oh shit! You mean I got to pay all that? Oh, and if I don't pay it back this month, it goes up how much?
1: Yeah.
0: Oh fuck. Eight months later, I go, you know, it took yeah. me a while. You know, I didn't I didn't get it. I I spent more on paper because that's what they, they let you do, right? Yeah. I spent more than I was really making every month. And it it caused me to not be able to make the money that I was making because I was having to give it away. Yep. So, so I learned and I scheduled then the way I run my business completely off of revenue coming in. You know, we, we have some small debts here and there of, you know, a vehicle or technically, we have a debt of a place that we have agreed to a rent to be on. We have some, but for the most part, we don't grow unless we make money. Whereas then you and I have talked, there's reasons to then take on money, take in debt, right? There's yep. certain things in finance that I haven't done for my company, which has stifled its growth, right? Yep. It would be nice and we're gonna, to and
1: we're, and we're gonna get into that in one of our episodes is the uh, cash versus debt conversation. Yep. And the way everybody makes it black and white isn't real life. Um, so we'll get into that in one of these weeks. Uh, You know, but again, we want to keep guys on the fundamentals to start the series. Track the dollars. And if you're not into tracking the dollars, Marty, let's get into the options that these guys have. Okay. There's really two options as a small business for you to track every dollar. Mm A, use a software like QuickBooks. Correct? Mm -hmm. Learn QuickBooks. It's very simplistic.
0: You said you use QuickBooks Mm -hmm. today. We still use it.
1: Yeah. So... Here's what, here's what I did Uh, as a smaller business. QuickBooks is no brainer. Okay. You need to learn about accounting, all that kind of stuff. As my business has grown, it's a real drain on me to try to do QuickBooks myself. So we have an accountant that rectifies everything in my business monthly. Okay. And when they rectify everything in this business monthly, I have to take time out of my day to talk at the end of every month with this accountant. It's scheduled. We know exactly when we're going to do it and we know we know it may anywhere be anywhere between 10 minutes because there's not a bunch to talk about to two hours so i am still spending the time i'm just spending it more effectively this person's giving me their unbiased opinion on what i should be spending money on do they see a tax burden coming up that i maybe need to unload some cash or go buy a new truck or there's a lot of things an accountant can do as your business grows, but let's talk about for the beginner. Get on QuickBooks, understand it. There are all kinds of online tutorials about it on how to run your business through QuickBooks. I think it's, you can buy an online subscription somewhere between 10 and 20 bucks a month and you can run your business. You can identify where you spend every dollar. And again, if you're just a one-man operation, this is the time to get it right because as you start to add team members and you try to get it right, oh boy, oh boy, do the penalties go up. Yeah. Payroll penalties, federal tax penalties, state penalties. You don't wanna to try to figure it out as you grow. You wanna figure it out from day one, spending your time, understanding how to manage your business financially.
0: And and why, <laughs> let's break down QuickBooks, right? In a super quick yeah. two minute series, right? Uh, okay. I use QuickBooks today, but not like I used to use it, right? Same with you. I've got a, a bookkeeper, we do that, right? But when I was small, I'm still small, but you know what? I mean? Let me say that yeah. again. When I was younger, uh, yeah. when I was learning, I would sit down and take QuickBooks and print out my bank statement and go through and say to QuickBooks, okay, on July tenth, I bought gasoline from Quick Trip and that was a vehicle yep. expense. I had electric that cost me this much and I did this. I had a generator that I bought and here's the where yep. I bought it from. And, here's and, how so, much.
1: and so what'll happen is it'll develop a what's called a profit and loss statement. Yeah. And it'll be able to show you, hey, uh, in two thousand eighteen you spent twelve thousand dollars on equipment. Uh, so you can now budget your 2019 based on your 2018 P&L. Uh, that is the benefit of it. So the two-minute version of QuickBooks is what happens is you'll go into QuickBooks for those that haven't used it. And for those of you that have, I know this is going to be boring, but we'll do it as fast as possible. Essentially now, uh, Quick, the old QuickBooks, we used to have to rectify ourselves. When we, you and I started, QuickBooks was very, very elementary. Right, like you had to go in like a checkbook for those that don't know, and you had to you had to rectify everything. Now I can just put in, I buy all my chemicals at this spot, and so when QuickBooks sees that business name, it just go ahead goes ahead and rectifies it yourself. It themselves. already
0: can link to your bank account so yeah. that you can just set some rules, I think is what yeah. you're saying. You yeah, can track some keywords, you set some rules yeah. so that when you hit sync basically, it yep. pulls all that data from your account and goes. What we had yeah. to do was go. Yeah,
1: every every line. So now you can basically set all of these. You said it right in QuickBooks speak. It's called rules. You know, Total Auto Solutions is my chemical provider. So when you see this terminology pop up QuickBooks, that needs to be sent under chemical expense. Okay. And it's as easy as that. Uh, if you have the same people that work on your truck, um, that mechanic, when they see the, when, when, when your bank card is swiped, QuickBooks is synced, boom. That's a repair cost for your truck. Um, so and Nick, you can, let me ask
0: you this question. Let's, let's chase this rabbit real quick. We're okay. talking finance. And we're talking about how we're having to go through and say how we're spending. You think if we track that, we might start changing our lifestyle and our plans, the way we operate our business to make it more efficient. So that if we know that we're getting this from here and this from there, and if we know that we do, if we just go and do that and we schedule that, that and we know that that's the way our finances are, it would affect then our day-to-day life and how we operate financially on a daily.
1: Oh, 100%, because here's what's yeah. gonna happen. After you do this for about 90 days, what's become, gonna become clear is, your expenses are really easy to predict in business. They just don't seem easy to predict when, you don't, when you're not organized because you just always think something's coming at you. But when you do it for about 90 days, and that's usually about the time people figure it out, it's like, yeah, this is pretty easy to predict. So now all of a sudden you can say, okay, my expenses are 2,500 bucks a month. I'm bringing in $7,500 a month. I got a nice little business here, okay? And now I got a disciplined business. So I can take that five grand in profit every month and I can start to make decisions for my future in business with that five grand, right? Right. And so what happens is, I think you're seeing this with restaurants. How many people have put together how much money they were spending in a restaurant? This is what the restaurant business is really worried about is that people are starting to put together that eating out is super freaking expensive. Okay. So how many families have changed their mind on eating out because now they're going, we were spending $2,200 a month at the restaurant. Wow. Now we can fix our roof and now we can do whatever. Right. And so the same happens with your business. 100%, Marty, you hit the nail on the head. When you start tracking, you start changing behavior. 100%. And it's going to change for the better. You're not going to track your spending and then magically spend double the amount. You're going to really dial in who I want to be in business with. Hey, this mechanic's bill really seems out of whack to me. I need to find a new mechanic. This just happened recently in my business. My insurance bill is outrageous. It would make people just throw up on my business. I mean, it it's ludicrous to me. And I don't get very much for it. I mean, we had two two five mile an hour bumper to bumpers. And my insurance agent is nowhere to be found because their 800 number handles it. And it's like, how much am I paying a month? But I wouldn't know that if I didn't just have a, a document like a P&L to look at and say, what did I pay these people last year? Click, yeah, that's not right. We got to find something else. And so it not only changes behavior, but allows you to make better decisions in an instant when something doesn't feel right right? Like, let's say your chemical bill just doesn't feel right. You can go back and click a button, look and go, man, you know what? I, I, I think I got to dial this in a little more. This seems like this has gotten bloated. So the funny thing is, is that it gives you immediate perspective on what's going on and it allows you to follow your gut, you know, as a business. It
0: gives coach. you a diagnostic, what's the heartbeat? What's the yeah
1: diagnostic tool? Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's a diagnostic tool for the heartbeat of your business. Right. Same 100%. as the doctor is going to look at your heart to understand how your body's going. Right.
1: Yep. hundred percent. Perfect way to put it. And so I think what, what people need to understand is they, they hear this, what we would call very, very basic conversation and they blow it off. And they're like, well, I know that.
0: I, I would, I did for a long time. Oh, Even I, though I would input the information. I didn't analyze the information.
1: Right. No, no. That's why we're sharing it. Yeah, exactly. Let, yeah. Yeah. Let, let me explain this. Anybody that tells you they had this shit figured out from day one is 100% a liar or they're an actual accountant. Yeah, right. You know, I mean, that's the only two <laughs> people that get, you know, that get the shit right. So, I mean, understand something. We're sharing this because this can set you back. You, you can be doing really well, screw up your finances and be behind the rest of your life as a business owner. Or you could be semi like us where we kind of like figured it out and we stopped doing dumb things or the third route where you're just dialed in from the get-go and you're never set back by any of these silly decisions. Again, you're going to make decisions. You, you bought the wrong truck. You, you maybe should have rented a different shop. And so you have to change in a few years. That stuff is normal. But what you won't do is overspend on a truck. What you won't do is overspend on a shop. What you won't do is not understand where you're spending your money, and so you won't be set back in any way, shape, or form. If you know where every dollar in your business goes, I'm telling you, you won't. It will never be a negative, never. Nick, you you've said before that
0: uh, emotions cloud logic. Yeah. Studying your finances and studying these reports on a regular basis would take the emotion side out of the purchases. 100%. Right, I think there's so many guys that want to be in groups questioning, should I buy this polisher or that polisher? Well, here's your answer. Look at your books. If you can waste 600 bucks, waste it. If you only need to spend 200, spend the 200. Yeah. What exactly. poli- well, but this polisher might do but it might.
1: But you but don't, you don't fucking
0: money. need to buy it.
1: Yeah. You need to buy you the $200
0: money. one.
1: Yeah. And, and so it it, it gives you I mean, I see a lot of young guys. On, right, but on, let me
0: it like, so it's not just that they bought that polisher, but then if they would have looked at their finances and, and studying what you're saying, they would have taken the emotion out of it. Oh, but boy, that one sure looks like, and I've heard, I saw this person do that. And oh, that. Yeah. And they told me that this tool does this. Yeah, but take the emotion out of it and think logically. What can you afford? What's the best thing? based off of those financial documents, what your business is doing, the heartbeat of your business, which then should you get? Should you spend the extra or should you just just get enough for what you need?
1: Yeah, at the time, right? And remember, the whole goal is to be in a different position where buying a polisher, whether it's $200 or $1,000 is not a big deal, right? That's where you wanna get in business where, Essentially, you just have a slush fund account where you're just like, hey, if I want to buy something, I know I have XYZ built in every year to try new polishers, to try new chemicals. Which, by the way, my business actually has. You know, we have figured in trying new products. It's figured into the budget for the year. Now, if that's all blown in January, it's blown. You're, you're, you know, that's, that's your decision. But that's as detailed as I am now. Where I'm at now is we are going to track when do we think we're going to have to buy the next truck? When do we think, uh, are we on? We got two power washers on their last leg. So inside 2021, we're going to have to purchase two new power washers. What companies have lasted the longest for us? Let's go back and look when I purchased this one. Look at how detailed it can become. Now I can track which, I don't have to take somebody's word for which one's dependable. I hear all these power washing experts, guys that have never run power washers day to day talking about electric power washers. Let me tell you this. If you really power wash some stuff, you better find a gas one because I got all the records that show you which ones actually last in a commercial big boy setting doing a lot of work. And so at the end of the day, how valuable is it now that I don't have to take a power washing company's word for what happens. Hey, I bought yours. Here's what happened in my business. I can only do that because the records exist. And because I know exactly when everything on every part of our truck, which water tanks do we like the best, right? Which generators are worth it? Like we found a real change three years ago on generators. We used to be hundred percent Honda. The problem is Honda's dollar amount got so out of whack That we could buy four or five of another generator before one honda was purchased well that's an out of whack pricing because honda wasn't lasting exponentially longer for us uh, in a way that it made sense now i still believe they make a great generator they just don't make a great generator for my business at the price point they are today so what so many people don't realize is look at how many things came from a balance sheet none of those decisions were made on a motion in the field We looked at the data that we had tracked, again, through an accountant by having conversations and keeping detailed records of what was spent, where, when. And so that goes to your emotion thing, right? Uh, If you're just a person that is getting started and you look on Instagram and -and so-and-so uses this type of pad or this type of compound, you may not have the money for it. So guess what? That's not the kind of compound and pad you're going to be using right now. You got to find something else. It's not wrong, that's just a reality. And so many guys stretch and spend and stretch and spend and they look at the end of the month and they don't have a single dollar to do anything. And so this is how detailed it's going to get.
0: Well, I'm ready to hop in. I think there will be a lot of people in the community that get a lot of value out of it. Um, I know that, uh, well, as we progress in our journey in business, you know, we're, we're looking heavily at finances and where do we grow? How do we grow? That's always been uh, the direction if you're a startup type company and uh, with opportunities that we see, we're heavily looking into finances and trying to think of new ways and uh, new opportunities. It all still dials back to, well, how much do I have coming in this month? How much do I have going out? If that number gets too tight, what do I need to dump, right? What do I need to cut so that I can have the right to continue to move forward as a business? So it's, it's something that, well, you had mentioned earlier, Apple, something that even the massive, the largest companies around do on a daily basis, but many detailers, myself as a young detailer, did not do, right? I would input stuff, but to go as far as what you're saying, now there's, I'd say there's, there's a lot of people that don't do that. So I think that's gonna be a very, very valuable point for a lot of detailers to learn from. So, you know, we wanna say here closing uh, again, guys, if, gals, if, if you get value out of this, we know that these conversations are gonna be important. And there's many detailers that, well, their business, their livelihood could teeter on one bit of knowledge that maybe you give. To the community so be a part be a part with nick nick where do people find you if they want to reach out
1: uh vegas.rides look we last week we got a bunch of dms uh guys asking questions guys sharing you know you saw it on your story and my story where they shared uh you put it up on a podcast you know we want to make sure that if you see this on instagram and you can't watch it maybe you're driving and you'd rather listen to it, Marty, I think you, I've started to put these things on the Pints and Polishing podcast at times. Guys, I, I, I implore you, if you find good information in business, share it. Okay, share it with buddies, share it with other people in the industry. I'm not just saying share our stuff, share everybody's. If you see good stuff, share it. The problem is is that people go into groups like the Facebook group you and I talked about and they have a bunch of negativity. But what that's drowning out is there's good information. Make sure, if you're a detailer, to share good information with other detailers and other business owners that it may not even be detailers. We, Marty, you and I consume a lot of things that aren't detail oriented. Right. Uh, and we share it back and forth, right? Hey, I listened to this podcast. Hey, check it out. Uh, guys, we got to get in the habit of doing that as a community. And, and like I said, reach out, Vegas.rides, uh, Nick at VegasRides.com. I get a few emails every week. Um, We'll do our best to help you. But what it'll also do is allow us to engage in a different way and and take the pulse of everybody, right? Hey, if you're struggling with something, we may not be struggling with that. And so we don't know that it's a struggle. Reach out. But Paul over in
0: San Diego might, you know, Fred up in Seattle, whoever.
1: And I want everybody to feel better about this. Trust me, if you're struggling with it, somebody else is struggling with it. Exactly. It's not isolated. Exactly. Okay, so this is where we want to start to connect and be different. We're not asking you to pay a training fee here. We're asking you to share. If everybody shares, you're doing your part. We're never going to ask you to give a fee for these or do some crazy training. We're just asking for people to share. And I think this finance thing that we're going to put together over the next you know, few weeks is going to be the most detailed in the detailing industry as far as just how in depth we go. So reach out, if you need help, please ask.
0: Definitely. Uh, go to the community page, join us for Pint Night, Zoom meeting ID, 918-800-1188. That would be, I say, one of the best ways to go too. So Nick, thank you as always for your time. And uh, we will see you next week. All right, man, have a great time. All right, brother. talk to you soon. See you. <coughs> Retailers, the community needs you right now. They need you to go share this episode. If you got any value out of it, and then let people in the group that you share to, let them know what value you got out of this episode so that they also can go learn and grow. Uh, Well, not only them as a person, but them as a business and them as an industry, right? If we're all in this together, if we are all a community, how much stronger would we be? If when we all got information, we shared the information openly, freely, and discussed it, so that we could all feed off of the idea. All right, so go right now. Whatever Facebook group you're most prevalent in and share this episode and let the detailers know why you got value out of it and why they should also go spend time getting value out of the episode. And hey, this is Marshall, Total Out Solutions. We really appreciate you. Thank you so much. Have a great day. <coughs>